Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Welcome to the program, folks. Pleasure to have your company on this Tuesday from wherever around the globe that you are joining us today. Always an honor to be in your presence. Bryson DeChambeau will not be present at the Sony Open this week. According to his agent, he had to withdraw yesterday due to a sore wrist. Apparently, this wrist has been flaring up for some time. He has only played in one official event in the last three months. So we'll see how that plays out for Bryson DeChambeau. As to the Sony Open, let's take a look at some of the air times of how, when, and where you can get your coverage of the PGA Tour coming up this week. It starts Thursday at 7 p.m. We have it for you on Golf Channel, and that will be our start time on Thursday, Friday, and on Saturday. On Sunday, it's just a little bit earlier at 6 p.m. All these times are Eastern is when you can find your coverage of the Sony Open. Again, it's fantastic for those that love the game of golf and watching it in North America because almost regardless of where you are in the continent, it's going to push right into prime time. A PGA Tour live coverage, which you can find in ESPN Plus now, Thursday from noon with featured group coverage from 7 p.m. with feature holes. So that's the same on Friday as well. On Saturday, featured group coverage starts at 4 p.m. on ESPN Plus for PGA Tour Live and 7 p.m. for featured holes. Again, all these times are Eastern. On Sunday, once more, 4 p.m. for featured groups and 6 p.m. a little earlier for featured holes. PGA Tour Radio starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app. PGA Tour Radio can also uh, be heard on uh, the PGATour.com website. And you can get it if you pay for the satellite service in North America on Sirius XM. We are super excited about our guests to start today's program. You know, there are 15,000 plus golf courses in the United States, a country of what, just over 330 million people. In England, there are around 2,000 golf courses in a country of just under 60 million people. As of right now, the country of India has roughly 200 golf courses in a country that has roughly 1.4 billion people in it. The odds are practically non-existent that India would produce then women's next golfing superstar. But here we are. Joining us this morning is Aditi Ashok, live from India, in fact, uh, today. Her name is one you probably recognize from the past Olympics, where she finished fourth overall in the women's competition, one spot short of a medal. But some of you may not have heard of her to that point. I can assure you that she's been knocking on the door and progressive rapidly on golf's grandest stages. She won three times on the LET, the first of which was the Hero Women's Indian Open in her home country in 2016, which was a massive achievement and milestone not only for her, but for women's golf in India. She became the first Indian woman to win an LET title, and she was basically at the time still a teenager. In 2017, Aditi became the first LPGA Tour player from India and has since collected six top tens and become one of the best putters on the LPGA, having never been worse than 23rd in putting on tour. 
but something that must have clicked in her game. Her mentality must have gone through some shift into pure confidence after a performance at the Olympics. Between the LET and the LPGA Tour, here are her last five worldwide starts. Tied for 13th. Solo 13th. Tied for 12th. Tied for 6th. Tied for 9th. She is still only 23 years old, and the impact this woman could have on golf is hard to imagine if she continues on her path. She's truly paving the way. It is such an honor, and it's fun to be joined today by Aditi Ashok. Aditi, how are you? Namaste. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here. Great. Your travel, your path into the game of golf. Here we were talking about that golf is as yet a sport that's not easily accessible in India. How did you discover it? When did you discover it? So I started when I was five and a half with my mom and dad, but none of us had played golf before. So it was, you know, nobody in our family had played golf. So it was something we all tried, you know, just as a weekend activity, just for fun. But I got really hooked to the sport and I actually started with putting. That's the first part of the game that I learned and I enjoyed it so much. I wanted to go back and learn all aspects of the game. And yeah, here we are. Here we are indeed. Once you fell in love with the game, you said you started with putty, which is interesting. It's one of the first times that I've heard that, but it makes perfect sense. What was it, if you can, if you can define it, what was it about the game of golf that connected so well with you? I think for, you know, regular school going kid that I was, golf was really different because you're playing with other children your age, competing, traveling. It wasn't something that I was used to in my life at that time. And in general, golf as a sport, I would say suited me a lot because I wasn't the strongest kid. I wasn't, you know, the furthest hitting kid. And I was competing mostly with boys. I think up until the age of 12 in India, you compete with girls and boys together. So I was definitely one of the few girls playing at the time and just being able to compete with older kids or stronger kids and being able to do that in golf. I mean, it's unique. Golf as a sport is unique because in other sports, if you're not physically, you know, competent, you kind of don't have a chance. But I was able to do that even when I was a junior. So that's what kind of hooked me to the game as well. Although you're still a young person, have you found that the game of golf is starting to connect more in India? And I'm particularly interested in the impact that you had in your home country after the Olympics. I think a lot more people are now aware of golf as a sport. Just it being in the Olympics did a lot for that. And I think my performance only, you know, propelled that, I'd say, media attention and everything that golf needed in India. It's definitely grown over the last 15, 10 or 15 years where you see more kids picking up the sport. I think the notion that golf was kind of an old person's game is changing. And golf being in the Olympics has definitely helped that because in India, I think Olympics is regarded as like the greatest sporting achievement. So for golf to be a part of the Olympics definitely makes it more popular here. To that point then, the perception of performance in the Olympics as, the, as one's greatest achievement, in addition to the word that you use, change, when you got back from the Olympic Games, how did your life change? How much were you immediately impacted by what you just accomplished? Yeah, a lot. I think... As a golfer, I feel I haven't changed much. I was you know, still playing on LPGA and LET, so golf-wise, not much. But 
just people in India knowing me, knowing about me and social media followership just, you know, booming overnight. And I think just people in the golf course or in the golfing community in India knowing, knowing about me a lot more. I think even though I've played on the LPGA for five years, it's, not, it's never been televised as much in India as much as the Olympics was. So definitely gained a lot of popularity with the Olympics. And it's all good, I feel, for golf in India. Are you aware of, and I don't want to make this sound negative, but are you aware of the weight on your shoulders in terms of carrying the game uh, in a country with such a massive population and and all that can go with the the growth of the game of golf and the benefits of the game of golf uh, in such a situation? Is is that something that, that you're cognizant of? Yeah, definitely. I think... Uh... From very young, from a very young age, I've been, you know, the first to do many things, and I think I'm sort of used to that. But I try and not think that, you know, being the first from India to do stuff is an achievement. You know, I'm always trying to chase bigger achievements and trying to compete with, you know, the best golfers in the world on the LPGA. So, yeah, I'm definitely aware of, you know, the pressure. I guess you can say that it puts, but I think it shows more to the people of India that, you know, if a golfer can live in India, grow up here and use whatever facilities I had and whatever opportunities I had and make it to the LPGA, then it's definitely not impossible. When you got back from the Olympic Games, Aditi, if I may, who did you hear from, whether it was text or email or letter or phone call or in person, who did you hear from in your world that surprised you? Not much after the Olympics, but I think during the Olympics, you know, seeing really famous personalities from India tweeting about it or, you know, Instagram, whatever it was, whether it was the prime minister of India or the president of India, those were really big. I would never have thought that, you know, they'd be following the sport. And I'm so glad that they did. And I'm so happy that my performance brought that kind of attention because, you know, when the prime minister tweets about it, everyone's going to hear about it. So that was really cool for me something I didn't expect. And also a lot of, you know, famous personalities from the cricket side, because cricket is the biggest sport in India. So a lot of cricketers and, you know, here and there a few actors. So it was just a lot of attention during that week, which was surprising. Is it natural to your makeup, Aditi, that you're able to stay focused, that that your mind is well organized and you can compartmentalize outside stimuli like that to take on the task at hand? Yeah, I think golf kind of helps with that because to be a good golfer, you kind of have to be focused on the job at hand, the shot at hand. So I guess playing golf has kind of prepared me for, you know, a lot of things that would have that that have come as part of being a pro golfer and achieving things. So, yeah, definitely. The again, in your country and I hope it, it even extends beyond this throughout the course of your career. How much have you put thought into the fact that your path can serve as inspiration? You talked about boys and girls competing against each other until they're 12 years old, but I'm curious about that same age group and under, how much you thought about the fact that your path right now, what you've already done and what you hope to do, can serve as an inspiration for those kids? Yes, definitely. I think we've always had men golfers doing well internationally whether it was you know jimal kasing or anirban lahiri you know always winning on european tour finishing top 5 at the pga those are always things we've had kids looking up to those performances but we've never really had 
any great performances by women, especially not in the last 10, 15 years. So I think the Olympic performance was great in that regard, you know, not just for not just for kids who already play golf, but just to, you know, give kids an insight into another sport or something they can pick up. I think that was, you know, something I didn't expect to do. I was just trying to play a golf tournament. But yeah, this was something that happened on the side and I'm I'm glad that it did. What advice then would you have to inspire these kids based upon your path? I think the main the main thing is I feel like India really, if you look at it as a golfing country, doesn't have a lot going for it. But despite that, you know, I've reached wherever I've reached at considerably a younger age. I mean, I turned pro when I was 17. I'd won on LET thrice but when I was 19 by the time I was 19 and I qualified for the LPGA on my, in my second year of you know pro golf and I've been on the LPGA for five years so all that stuff just living in India growing up here I think people never really thought it was possible and I think you know me doing that kind of shows more girls that it is possible to reach the LPGA and you know contend with the world's best golfers and finish fourth at an, at an Olympics because especially with the fourth place at, at an Olympics, you know, we always study about it in schools or read about it in our textbooks of, you know, the famous Olympic performances where India has won medals and has come pretty close to. So I think it's it's great for kids in India to know that it is possible, even if, you know, you're not not in the U.S. or you're not in Europe, you're still living in India, but you can do it. So in whatever field that they may have an interest or they have a dream, I guess the encouragement then uh, would be to to put your dreams out there, embrace your dreams and start to work towards them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, nothing comes without hard work. I had to work really hard as a junior and even as an amateur to be able to, you know, play on play at this level and I did a lot of stuff living in India, like I flew to Malaysia when I was 17 to Monday qualify for an LPGA event, and I did it. But, you know, it's it's different when you fly three hours away to go and play one round of golf and you hope, or two rounds of golf it was, but still to, like, do that kind of stuff, it was, it's a lot of hard work, but I think if you if you really want it, you'll make it happen. And what about your golf swing itself? Were you able to work with anyone as you were going through your formative years to help you uh, have the golf swing that now you're using on the global stage? Oh, yeah. I've had, obviously, quite a few coaches through my career. But in the last, I think, five seasons, I haven't worked with anyone in particular. So right now, it's been just me managing my swing myself and I'm just learning about it more every every event, every season, and just building on it. You know, that goes back to that question that I already asked you about your mindset. Uh, there, there's, given everything that you do and how you have done it, there, there's this, and especially, again, with what you went through with the Olympics and hearing from the prime minister and the president and all these celebrities and cricketers, et cetera, and your ability to perform through all that, suggests to me that you have a very disciplined, at times, analytical mind. How do you combine that with the artistry of golf so that you use all of the skills you possess? I think growing up, you know, I've always been a short hitter, so it's it's been easy for me to be disciplined on the golf course. It's kind of a natural facet of my game. And 
I think that helped at the Olympics a lot because it was quite a long golf course and the miss if you missed wrong it it didn't really do you any favors so I think I was able to stick to my game plan that week and I've never really been one to focus a lot on my golf swing I'm I'm I, I guess I'm more of a field player so it's just what I visualize that you know I try to make it happen but yeah I think it was it was good to play at that level you know in in front of you know all the cameras and with that much attention and being a short hitter to be able to contend with you know the best golfers in the world that week let's say five years from now when we look back on Aditya Shock five years on what have you accomplished in that time and you mean the next five years correct uh, I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but hopefully, you know, a lot more wins, a lot more better performances at the majors, because that's always been a goal of mine. And I think just as a player, getting more refined, I would say, because you know, right now I feel like I'm I'm a good golfer, but I can always, you know, be a better version of myself on the golf course. So that's my goal. I love it. I love your 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 attitude. Your perspective is is fascinating, Aditi. I, I am curious, too, about a philosophy here, if I may, and that is about putting. If, if I, I don't know if you've ever been asked this before, but I'm curious if you have a philosophy when it comes to putting. Well, I've always, you know, even when I was a kid, I used to say, if the ball's on the green, you know, it can be, it can be hold. So I believe every putt can be hold. You just have to read it well and, you know, put a good stroke on it. And I think detaching myself from the result, like what the putt would mean if it went in, but just focusing on the process of committing to my line or the speed or whatever it is, that's what's helped me so far. Do you think when, when you look at what you've accomplished already and you look at the, the population of India, do you have great hopes for, for and, it, and it does, I'm not putting a time frame on this, however long it takes, do you have hopes for, for the continued expansion, growth, and popularity of golf in India? Yes, definitely. I don't know if India will, I mean, if golf will be one of the most popular sports in India, but I'm sure that it can definitely get way bigger and better than it is right now. And maybe we we obviously have an issue of having enough golf courses. We don't have the land to have how many ever golf courses the U.S. has, for example. But Mm -hmm. I think if we nurture the talent that we do have and focus on, you know, the juniors and the interest that's getting created every year, I think we'll, we'll we do have the potential to, you know, have a lot more golfers playing internationally on, you know, the big tours and the big events. Absolutely fascinating, Aditi. Uh, could you share with us who you're associated with from a sponsorship standpoint, the, the companies that you've aligned yourself with? Yeah, sure. Right. So from this, from last season, I guess it, it's been Radisson. They actually were in, in touch with me from before the Olympics, but yes, we signed I think a few weeks after the Olympics, so Radisson. And this year onwards, I'm associated with Hyundai as well, the motor company. So yeah, big brands. And I'm really happy that, you know, my popularity at the Olympics helped me with that. Absolutely. And at this point now, uh, uh, approaching mid-January, where are you at in terms of your schedule? What, What are you thinking about? Where are you planning on playing? Uh, so I'm planning to 
play the LPGA events in Florida. So I'd start at Boca Rio, so Gainbridge at Boca Rio, and then nice. the drive-on event after that, and then see how it goes. Fantastic. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you today, uh, and thank you very, very much for your time joining us live from India, Aditi, this morning. I, I touched on the fact of, of inspiring young kids, but it, I want to cast a wider net, if I may, and just talk about inspiring anyone that has a dream to accomplish anything. Uh, with what you've already accomplished in your young life, what advice would you give to someone out there that's harboring some dream in their heart that they would hope that one day would come true? I think, you know, I think the main part is obviously focusing on, you know, envisioning yourself doing what you dream because a dream, you know, most of the times is just a dream if you don't see yourself achieving it. So that's one part of it. And the other part is believing in yourself that you can actually achieve what you want to achieve. Obviously, hard work and all of that goes with it. But I think that innate belief that you can do it is really important as you go further ahead. Aditi, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you. Incredibly impressive. We wish you the very, very best as you continue down your path. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Folks, the Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer in America. They have 50 huge, beautiful stores spread out from coast to coast on the continent. And within, you can find whatever your game needs. They are staffed by professionals, underscore, uh, the best in the game, and that contributes to why they are number one in the game in America. PGATourSuperstore.com for more information. More of the Fairways of Life show after this. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover. Designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Lahinch, Valley Bunyan, or Tralee. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but returned to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. The Fairways of Life show is live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and the Fairways of Life apps. We'll take you inside of the game with interviews, news, discussion, instruction, travel, equipment. You'll get it all and so much more. Join us on one of our fan trips to a dream destination, or maybe you'll even win some new golf clubs as part of our monthly giveaways. Download the Fairways of Life apps and subscribe on YouTube now. It's free, live, and 24-7 on demand. No limits, no cost just golf. 
Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG. Nobody builds golf clubs the way we do. Period. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the program. That was amazing getting a chance to speak with Adini. I mean, when you consider the fact that she is 23 years old, right? I mean, I don't know, Dom. I, we've had, we have a lot of guests on here, and they're all honestly very impressive. That's the reason why you book them. But at 23 years old, she seemed to be well, well, well beyond her years in terms of her maturity. I mean, even from the standpoint of me asking who you work with, she's like, nobody. I, I'm figuring out the golf swing on my own. I mean, it's, all of it was incredible. She was crazy impressive as a person and as a golfer. And um, I hope everyone watching and listening follows her closely this year because I would expect big things. And clearly... She can, uh, using the word you used, compartmentalize at the highest possible level. And her discipline is great. And her answers were so impressive, like the stuff she was saying about being disciplined. You were asking her, how do you do this? How do you do that? She said, well, I've always been a short hitter, so discipline's not hard for me. I just know thyself. I just hit and go, hit and go, hit and go. I don't care where I'm playing, what the stage is. Just so impressive. Um, I can't wait to see how she does this year. And, and, uh, you know, you went over her recent finishes, right? After yeah. the Olympics, clearly it boosted her confidence and in herself. So I would expect, I would not be surprised at all if in the first few months she's in contention in a huge pile of LPGA Tour events. It, it's really amazing. Uh, let me just give you a quick look, a quick little glance at what's going on on the PGA Tour this week with the Sony Open. First of all, some notables in the field. Abraham Answer, Bryson DeChambeau, Harris English, Jim Furyk, yep, uh, Billy Horschel, uh, Mark Leishman, Hideki Matsuyama, Kevin Na, Webb Simpson, Cameron Smith, all scheduled to play. It's a purse of $7.5 million, $1.3 million, $1.35 million in fairness to the winner. The Walleye Country Club hosts the first full field PGA Tour event of this calendar year, 2022. Walleye, which was con- originally designed by Seth Rayner in the 1920s, has been home to the Sony Open in Hawaii since it began in 1960. Five. It's the third oldest PGA Tour event in which every round in the tournament's history has been played on the same course. At press time, 24 of 38 golfers in a Century Tournament of Champions also played last week at the Sony Open, including Tournament of Champions Victor Cameron Smith, who also won the 2020 Sony Open. Only Ernie Els in 2003 and Justin Thomas in 2017 
have one at Kapalua and Walleye in the same year. Uh, let's take a look at the last five winners. In 2017, as mentioned, it was Justin Thomas. He won at 27 under par. He had a seven-stroke victory over Justin Rose. In 2018, it was Patton Kazire on the mark of 17 under par. That was in a playoff over James Hahn. In 2019, Matt Kuchar took home the trophy at 22 under par. Four shots he won over Andrew Putnam that year. In 2020, it was Cameron Smith finishing 11 under par. That was in a playoff over Brendan Steele as well. And in 2021, Kevin Na won, remember, at 21 under par. It was a one-stroke victory over Chris Kirk and Joaquin Neiman. The LPGA Tour is off this week. Next week, the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions at Lake Nona Golf and Country Club in Orlando will be the event. The PGA Tour champions also off this week. Uh, January 20th and 22nd, the Mitsubishi Electric event will kick off for them in Hawaii. So that's a quick look at what's going on uh, around at least North America. The, the European Tour, which is called the DP World Tour now, uh, they next week too in Abu Dhabi, the HSBC Championships will be taking place. Remember Rory McIlroy amongst those playing, I believe Colin Morikawa is also involved in that one. I always love to look at this when we get this information coming in from the researchers. Anniversaries. In 1999, David Duval wins the first tournament of champions to be held in a plantation course at Kapalua Resort in Hawaii. Isn't that cool? Uh, today, actually on this date, Anniversaries from 1970. Billy Casper won the Los Angeles Open and became the second player in PGA Tour history after Arnold Palmer to earn more than a million dollars in his career. In 1976, Johnny Miller wins the season opening Tucson Open for the third consecutive year. In 1998, Casey Martin wins the Lakeland Classic on the Corn Ferry Tour while riding in a golf court. The Supreme Court, you remember, would rule in 2001 that Martin could use a cart in competition under the Americans with Disabilities Act, right? Uh, 1945, from, from tomorrow, Babe Dickerson Zaharias becomes the first woman to make the cut on the PGA Tour, eventually finishing tied for 33rd in Phoenix. I also have birth dates that kick in over the last couple of days. Ian Poulter is now 46 years old. His birthday was yesterday. Today, happy birthday to Ben Crenshaw, who turns 70 years old. Uh, let's see. Marco Mira will turn 65 on Thursday. Just looking through a few of these. Luke List turns 37 on Friday. We're working on getting Luke back on the show. He's been playing very well, too. Had, had five top tens. Uh, Jimmy Walker turns 42. Did you realize that Jimmy was 42? That comes up on this Sunday. So quick little look at some things in and around the Sony Open and in and around the game of golf around the world. Someone that's been around for a long time. I've known uh, Mike Flasky for, I don't know, a number of years now. Uh, he, he was the former CEO of Diamond Resorts. Remember, that was sold to Hilton Grand Vacations. And he now is the founder and the president and the CEO of Mike Flasky Entertainment. Uh, they have a pretty aggressive schedule of events already that he's involved in, some of them in the world of golf. And that's why we wanted to have Mike come back on and tell us what's going on in his life and what's going on with some of the projects that he's working on. So with that, I say good day to you, Mike Flasky. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Matt. It's, it's great to be on with you. We're excited. We uh Got a lot of great things happening in 2022, and uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. 
It's an honor to have you on the show. Now, next week is a testament to your vision. Uh, it's a testament to your hard work with the fact that the, the LPGA's Tournament of Champions, I know you were involved in getting it moved to Lake Nona uh, this year and all of that kicking off. I'm just curious what the swirl of emotions are like for you. You've got to be proud of what you accomplished. Well, I'm incredibly proud, and uh, I'm incredibly proud of the team that uh, I was fortunate enough to have around me to help build this great event. And, you know, to see the event, and, and Matt, you know, you and your family were involved in this event from the early days when it was a local fundraiser, and we had the event at Keens Point all the way to where it is today, you know, as the winner's only event for the LPGA. And, you know, having sold the company to Hilton and Knowing that that deal, you know, was in the works, I, you know, I knew that the Hilton brand and the Four Seasons brand probably couldn't coexist, and so we got ahead of that. And you know, I've got a 20-plus year relationship with the Lewis family, who owns, you know, Isleworth, Lake Nona, Albany, and I flew over and spent some time with Joe, and he embraced the concept. Lake Nona's at a a place where it's just exploding from a commercial standpoint and the country club of course is highly exclusive but that area over there you know it's a perfect time for an event like this to come into the lake known a fold and, and they embraced it and yeah i'm just thrilled i mean you know anytime you can create something that other people find you know value in and, and you take a hundred year iconic brand like hilton and put on it you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, Ray Allen, you know, that we, we have a celebrity division in this. And, and, you know, Ray recently handed the torch over to Steph Curry, who, you know, broke his all-time three-point record. I, I kind of see it that way. You know, it's almost an honor, you know, to hand it off and have somebody kind of take it to the next level. Well, let's, let's talk, before we talk about the next level, let's talk about the levels that it did achieve because it was so very impressive obviously when we're talking about television, we're talking about a sporting event, a live sporting event, the the measure is ratings. And this tournament of champions almost from right out of the gate, and I think, Mike, it's because of your revision, your vision from right out of the gate, it was a hit from a rating standpoint too. Well, it, it was, Matt, and, and it's a testament to the celebrity aspect of it combined with professional golf. You know, professional golf has, uh, whether it be the LPGA, the PGA Tour, or the PGA Tour champions, you know, has the golf fans. But when you bring in uh, an element of, you know, kind of celebrity sport and entertainment stars, it brings a casual fan to the table. So you really get both demographics. And, and as you mentioned, you know, the ratings really don't lie. I mean, we just had the 2021 ratings come out. And for the third year in a row, this event was the number one rated non-major uh, on the LPGA, really women's golf, because it was also up against the Olympics and, uh, you know, the U.S. Open and, and other events that are not sanctioned by the LPGA. And, uh, you know, outside of a couple of the majors, it was at the top. And in, and in particular, uh, you know, I'm proud that it exceeded the ratings of uh, the Olympics every day. And also the Saturday uh, NBC telecast of um, the Sohan Cup. So, you know, when you package it up against that kind of competition, you know, it just speaks volumes to what we have as a product. You know, you accomplished so much in your career, Mike, not only with what we're talking about from the, from the standpoint of, of literally conceiving the concept of this tournament and seeing it through to its fruition and, and its success, but everything you did from a business standpoint onward. So when the business sold to Hilton, 
I wonder what the motivation was for you to, to say, you know, I could go out and I could hunt and play golf uh, anytime I want to and go fishing every day if I want to. But instead, you decided to continue to pursue your passion for the game of golf and, and, and music and beyond. What was your mindset at that time? Was it because you're still a young guy or, or was it just because you're a guy that likes to keep moving forward? Well, I think it's a little bit of all of that. I mean, I'm not I'm not ready to you know, play in the grill game every day, five, six days a week, you know, mm-hmm. with the retirees, I, uh, I feel like I have a lot to offer. And, you know, anytime you sell a business, you know, you kind of are uh, relegated to the sideline in the way of a non-compete for a certain amount of time, at least in that industry. And so, you know, I, I really didn't know how much, um, interest and how much, uh, you know, excitement that we had built around this entertainment platform at Diamond Resorts until I really, until I, I sold the company. Um, it was just so humbling, the outpouring of companies reaching out, wanting me to you know, start a golf tournament for them, uh, wanting to figure out how they could add an experiential element into, you know, what they do in their day-to-day core product offering. And, and as many people know, the world is moving towards that entertainment and that experience world, it's not just enough to have a core product. In particular, if you want to have, you know, kind of the younger demographics become part of your company. And so, you know, the, the phone started ringing and, uh, you know, I, I had to ask myself, I said, look, do you want to do this? And, you know, it was a simple answer. Yes, I got a lot of energy. I have a lot of a lot to offer and a lot of great connections. And so we started Mike Flasky Entertainment and I'm proud to say, you know, we already have a second event coming up, which we'll probably talk a little bit about with the PGA Tour Champions that debuts in mid-April. And we're doing a lot of stuff around music and entertainment. And, you know, I'm just thrilled. So, you know, it's, it's an exciting validation. Yeah, indeed. Let's talk about that because you, you mentioned the Club Corp Classic. That is the event around the PGA Tour Champions. And again, you went at it in a different way. You went at it in a formula that's worked for you, but you also brought golf back to an iconic place. Once again, it seems as though the puzzle of making a live sporting event successful, you're starting to put the pieces together. Yeah, we are. And, and, and the Club Corp Classic, you know, for, for your fans out there, um, you know, we really took the model that has been the success of the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions, and we're going to have a full field PGA Tour Champions uh, event at Las Colinas Country Club, and we're going to have 50 celebrities competing alongside of them. And the logic there was, and we kind of had a proof of concept on this because we partnered with the Champions Tour early on, as you'll remember, at the Diamond Resorts. But the PGA Tour Champions, they're in the entertainment space. They know that. Yes, it's highly competitive. But you couple 50 celebrities with the 73 PGA Tour Champions players, and you really have a product that we believe is going to be amazing for both the fans on site and for TV. And to your point, you know, the Byron Nelson was in that Las Colinas area of Dallas for many, many years. And just a a few short years ago, it moved up to McKinney. So it's about an hour now north of the Las Colinas area. And we have seen just an outpouring of support from that community in the business world that really, you know, hated to see that uh, that event move up so far north. So we're excited. We're, you know, it's, it's really being embraced. And we believe that, you know, it has the opportunity to do for the PGA Tour Champions TV ratings what we've done for the LPGA. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that this formula that, as you mentioned, has already been a proven success for you. 
amongst the celebrities that have already committed, which, which speaks to, frankly, Mike's relationship with these celebrities, folks. Anthony Anderson, Tim Brown, Roger Clemens, uh, Vinny Del Negro, Colt Ford, Larry the Cable Guy, Brian McCann, uh, Kevin Millar, Mike Madano, Blair O'Neill uh, from Golf Channel, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, Ivan Rodriguez, Emmett Smith, John Smoltz, Annika Sorenstein, Brian Erlacher, and the list goes on. Am I correct in, in my assumption that I just boldly made, Mike, that, that this is directly related to you? And these are people you're, you're just flipping through your phone, calling up and saying, hey, what do you think? Yes, and, and that, that's an earned, it, it's not, yes, I have the relationship, uh, but it's because of the credibility of the team that I had around me and, and what we built, you know, at the Hilton Grand Vacations that they know that if I put my name on it and Mike Flasky Entertainment's involved, it's going to be done correctly and it's going to be done first class. And look, that's one of the things that I've had to really come to grips with. We probably say no, Matt, to three out of every four opportunities that come across our desk because the fact is if I don't have the commitment from the client to do this at the level that the brand standards we think need to be to match up who we are, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to do it. And and so, yes, um, it's, it's not hard to get these athletes and these entertainers to come out because they know they're going to be uh, you know, treated to a world-class week of entertainment, of golf, and an opportunity to really get their brand out on the national stage and in a different environment than, you know, than what their day-to-day job is. But we're really just getting started in filling out this celebrity field, you know, in Dallas and like Orlando, where we typically in some years have had over a hundred celebrities and entertainers on a wait list that couldn't get in. We think Dallas, April, two weeks after the Masters, perfect weather, center of the country. We think that same dynamic is lining up there for the celebrity community as well. Now, on the business side of this, when you go to someone of the stature of Club Corp and you talked about the, the reaction that you're getting from the community, again, that you've, you've brought golf back to a historic place, without giving away the, the secret to the recipe, what is the message to these corporations that you say, okay, align yourself with Mike Flasky. We're going to put this event together, and this is what we're going to do for your brand that you guys want? Right. Well, I, I think the main thing, Matt, is that when, when you go to a traditional uh, PGA Tour event or professional golf event, for that matter, you really have limited access. If you look at things and, and you kind of understand the, the, the way that the week flows – you know, a company um, may have the ability to play in a pro-am and, you know, they may see the PGA Tour player at the uh, draw party for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. And, and really then they just kind of become a casual fan, you know, wherever their hospitality suite is and they watch the golf tournament, you know, like everyone else. In our events, because there's so much competition for the celebrity to be invited to get to play and come out and do this on national TV, we're able to offer a fully inclusive week of hospitality and experiences for the corporation. So in addition to having the entertainment part of it at the draw party and, and of course the pro-ams, which we've already mentioned, we do evening events, whether it's concerts, whether it's dinner, like for example, Reggie Jackson, you know, if, if you have a group of Yankee fans, and you have Insurance Office of America, 
he'll have dinner uh, one evening, uh, you know, with 10 of their executives or five of their top clients and five of their executives. And, and so when you have Larry, the cable guy, who's willing to, you know, kind of stand up and, and, and do a, uh, you know, a short set, you know, just for your key sponsors, you know, he is somebody that, you know, is willing to give his time because he loves golf so much. And so when you string all of that together, we have an event that will start on Monday and end on Sunday. And every single night it has experiences baked in there for the sponsors and the partners that is totally different than a traditional professional golf event. And that's that's really the X factor. That, that that X factor for Mike Flasky has always been also, and I suspect this is this is because of a personal passion too, Mike, uh, has always been centered around music as well. Uh, how important is music at large to this next stage of you? Well, music is is very important. You know, when I was the CEO at Diamond Resorts, uh, we focused heavily as a part of our experiential model on music. And uh, in 2019, before COVID, we actually did about 132 uh, live shows at our resorts across the country. So it gave me the opportunity to build personal relationships with these key artists that we were doing 8, 10, 15 shows a year with. And with that relationship, you know, we're able at Mike Flasky Entertainment to really save a tremendous amount of money for potential um, companies that want to, you know, integrate an ex- a music experience element into, you know, what they're doing. And we go across all genres and it's, it's really cool. And, and, you know, look, I was asked to serve uh, on the board at Club Corp. We talked about Club Corp recently. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the first things that they wanted to do. They, uh, they're in the membership business. You know, they've got uh, 350 golf courses around the United States and over 400,000 families that belong to their golf courses. And what they wanted was they wanted a model where they could do something other than just the golf and country club for their member. So what we've done is we've helped them create a brand called Club Life. And this is totally separate from the golf and country club. But over the course of the year, throughout their you know various resorts, they'll do hundreds of different events. And it'll be music, culinary, um, you know, uh, 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 all kinds. I mean, you you name it. I mean, they 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 have come up with such a great lineup, and and these are the kinds of things that we help with, and and, and that we do. And, and music is certainly at the forefront. Uh, that's very cool. Now, in terms of the website, for those of you that are watching us, uh, wherever you're watching us around the world, uh, Mike Flasky's company is M F entertainment.com as in Mike Flasky mfentertainment.com for more. So I guess the the place to to wrap this up for me Mike would be to ask you what is next? What do you see on the horizon? Where do you see all of this going? Well, you know, we think that, you know, <clears throat> we've had as I said earlier kind of we've had several opportunities to do other tournaments and and, you know, we're very, very selective of who we want to partner with. And we probably see one event in the fall, and that'll round out our nationally televised events. And then, really, it's just kind of focusing on a few key corporate partners that really want to do things the right way, like we talked about, that we think that the, uh, you know, really the people that I have the relationships with that I can pick up the phone and call that I'm going to make the introductions to would feel comfortable putting their brand name on and, and, and really knowing that the company you're partnering with is going to do things the right way. And, you know, look, it's just exciting. I, uh, I, I believe that this is something that has legs. I mean, we're in the first inning 
uh, of this whole experiential movement. You know, we were blessed to be a first mover of that in the vacation ownership space. And it allowed us to sell, you know, Diamond Resorts to Hilton Grand Vacations for, you know, $3.9 billion. And, and, and one of the, you know, Mark Wang, who's just a great guy, who's the CEO uh, you know, of, of Hilton. And I'm really excited for him next week to really take the reins and be, you know, be the face of this golf tournament like I've been for the last several years. And I'm, I'm excited for the golf world and the public to really get to know Mark because he has a great passion for golf. And, you know, he's he's the kind of person that will continue to make this tournament better. And, and, and he's the kind of person that is committed to just what we were talking about. I mean, he has said publicly that, you know, the number one reason why he wanted to acquire Diamond Resorts was because of the experiential platform and the fact that we were able to do 3,000 of these unique events a year. And he sees the opportunity to quickly integrate that you know, into the Hilton Grand Vacation side and not have to build it organically like we did over six or seven years. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Mike, as, as I mentioned at the beginning, and as you alluded to, too, with our interactions over the years, I've seen you ascend through your career. I knew you before you were the CEO of Diamond Resorts and watched what you accomplished through each stage. So I'd like to finish today's interview, if, if you please, if you're willing, in, in terms of providing some inspiration for people who are on their own path, uh, hopefully of ascent, but at least have a dream to accomplish something, what advice does Mike Flasky have for those people who have set a goal and they're hoping to achieve it in their life? Well, you know, if you have people around you that are not of the right quality, you need to change that immediately. Um, it all begins with who you have around you. And if you're a professional golfer, that means your team. That means your nutritionist. That means your trainer. That means your sports psychologist. If you're, you know, an aspiring CEO, you go nowhere without quality people around you. And I think that anybody that, you know, would have a dream of getting to the top, whether it be in the business world or the professional world, you know, they certainly have to start out with some talent. So, you know, I will make that assumption when I continue to answer this question. But I think it's just the commitment of, of being able to get up every day and give it everything you have, but you're going nowhere unless you have the right people around you. And that, to me, I believe has been my greatest attribute is being able to select talent and put the right people around you. And in order to do that, you have to understand where your weaknesses and your opportunities are uh, and, and not be afraid to put people around you that are smarter than you and, and backfill your weaknesses and then take your strengths and run with them. And that would be the advice. That's awesome stuff. Mike uh, Flasky, it's mfentertainment.com. We wish you the very, very best with all of your endeavors, and we thank you for some of your time today. Thank you, Matt, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Hopefully we'll see you out next week at Lake Nona. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right, folks, the Fairways of Life show is presented in part by PXG. PXG.com is the website where you can get all the details on the new Gen 4 product that are absolutely packed with all of their new technology. There's a lot of deals you can find on their website right now as well. And if you want to talk to someone, just call 844-PLAY-PXG. And you'll have an opportunity to talk to someone directly in the company to get you set up with your custom fitting, which is world class. More of the Fairways of Life show after this. Huh, Ridgeback. Ridgeback, that's pretty cool. 
Throw the brace for the face. Ridgeback. Like the dog. I'm, I'm really a cat guy. So what is it? The best feeling and longest metal that you'll ever hit. Was that Bernhard? Oh, great. Langer. <laughs> you know why I play Tourette? Because I win with it. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG golf clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG. Nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Here at Boyne Golf, each course tells its own story about friends, about challenges, about unforgettable moments. This is Michigan's Magnificent Ten. Golf as pure as it gets. The Fairways of Life show is live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and the Fairways of Life apps. We'll take you inside of the game with interviews, news, discussion, instruction, travel, equipment. You'll get it all and so much more. Join us on one of our fan trips to a dream destination or maybe you'll even win some new golf clubs as part of our monthly giveaways. Download the Fairways of Life apps and subscribe on YouTube now. It's free, live, and 24-7 on demand. No limits, no cost, just golf. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Tuesday. Pleasure to have your company. Thank you to Aditi and thank you to Mike for joining us in the program. Very different perspectives, di- very different places in life, but still all wrapped around the game of golf, which speaks to just how glorious this game is. The Sony Open, let's go through the airtimes for you of how, when, and where you can catch your golf coming up in the next couple of days. It starts Thursday, and all these times I'm going to give you our Eastern Time coverage on Golf Channel kicks off at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I beg your pardon, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday's an hour earlier at 6 p.m. Once again, I think the tour is smart, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to work around uh, football just a little bit. PGA Tour Live, which now can be found on ESPN+, Plus, a Thursday, 
Friday at 7 p.m. or at, se- at 12 noon, sorry, 7 p.m. Is, is the featured halls. 12 noon is the featured group coverage. 7 p.m. that I was jumping to too quickly, getting ahead of myself, is when you can find the featured hole coverage. On the weekend, first of all, Saturday, 4 p.m. is the featured group coverage. 7 p.m. is the featured hole coverage. Sunday, 4 p.m. is the featured group coverage. 6 p.m is a featured whole coverage. And again, PGA Tour Live can be found on ESPN Plus this year. The, P- the PGA Tour radio coverage, the start time is the same every day. It's all at 5 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and on Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. And PGA Tour radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app, it can also be heard at PGATour.com. Both of those places are free and they work all over the world. Or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, Sirius XM in North America. Really fun show today. Like I said, I, I enjoyed all of the information that we got from two incredible guests. Very inspiring guests in their own right, but very different in terms of where they are with the game of golf, which, as I mentioned to you, once again, speaks to the wonderful variety of this game and how we can enjoy it in so many different ways and on so many different levels. I hope you enjoy your Tuesday. We're looking forward to your company again tomorrow. Until then, goodbye for now.